Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the podcast. It is Wednesday, June 10th. This is episode 86. Yeah, we're cruising along, just getting them out, trying to stay consistent. A lot to talk about in the country right now. I don't try to beat the dead horse, but I get into it a little bit of some police experience of mine, and we get into some mental health. And we have an MMA minute at the end. If you don't want to listen to the MMA stuff, some people aren't into MMA. Uh, that's pretty much the end of the podcast when you hear the MMA minute. Come on. And thank you, Brandon. Uh, my buddy Brandon from high school doing the MMA minute intro is a fucking awesome. Every time I hear it, I get fired up. Thanks again, Brandon. I appreciate it. Uh, huge shout outs to PMA, uh, Vin- uh, Lotus Yoga here in Grand Forks, and uh, Map Fitness. You guys need to get your fitness on. You want to get your jujitsu on. Uh, Go check out those gyms and uh, go check out Lotus Yoga and do some yoga. It's really good for the mind and the body and it's low impact and I'm going tonight and I'm excited about it just to get my stretch on. Uh, Hopefully I can do it with my my arm pain and my shoulder pain have been bugging me, but it it usually helps, you know, the heat in there, the heat chakras you get, everything about it. So shout out to Rachel, she's putting on the class tonight. She always does a great job. Thank you guys so much for listening. Hit me up, davespodcast1 at gmail.com. If you guys want to send me an email, uh, if you want to be on the podcast, uh, I've had some people hit me up recently about interest in starting their own podcast and they want some tips and stuff. And uh, I love it. Hit me up anytime, you guys. Dave Helmbrecht on Facebook, uh, Dave's Podcast on Facebook as well. Funny Welder uh, on Instagram and uh, Funny Welder on Twitch and F- Funny Welder Gaming. If uh, you guys ever see me go live, uh, stop in, say hi. Uh, I've been addicted to gaming lately. Haven't been streaming. Uh, I've been gaming. So if I do jump back into streaming, you guys, it helps me a lot if you guys stop by, say hi, get me talking, ask me something stupid. Just tell me how ugly and dumb I sound. <laughs> Love you guys. Thanks so much for listening. Enjoy the podcast. Hey, what's up, hey, everybody? What is going on, everybody? What's going on, everybody? What up, everybody? Welcome, welcome to the Dave Cast. Welcome back to Dave Cast. The Dave Cast. The Dave Cast. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for listening. Man, I cannot get a point across to save my life today, you guys. I'm getting emotional. Stop getting emotional, Dave. Listen to me, guys. I'm out of control. So, welcome to the Dave Cast. I'm gonna be your host, Dave Helmbrett. This was the first podcast. I hope you guys liked it. I love you guys, and thank you so much. Love you guys. Listening. Later. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Davecast. And this podcast, I'm going to talk about a few different things. I'm trying not to hit on the riots, the racism, the police brutality stuff. But there is one thing I wanted to hit on right away. Let's get it out of the way is defunding the police or the people talking about let's get rid of the police altogether. Let's talk about what that means. Not having cops at all, right? So the first thing that comes to mind to me is people taking what they want, right? And they're going to go and take what they want without repercussions. Uh, Yeah, people defend their stuff. People might get killed trying to steal somebody's shit. Uh, But the thing is, is like once people start stealing everything, breaking into stuff, taking all the gas, ravaging gas stations, you're not going to be able to get gas anymore, right? Well, Dave, I live in a small community that polices itself, and I think we'd be okay. Well, good for you, good for your community, but you don't think people outside of your community are going to fucking eventually make their way to your community once their town's been ransacked by people who just don't care or people who are trying to feed their families or get gas for their vehicles, you know, it's that whole doomsday prepper thing where people are like, I'm all prepped up and this and that. I remember watching, my dad used to fucking record all the shows, those doomsday prepper shows, and he'd show them to me. They would have somebody come out there and analyze it, like grade them on how well they're doing. And there was this one, it was like 80 miles outside of San Antonio. It was, they had buses buried underground. They had 
like fish and ways of like keeping their food supplies up and everything. They had everything they needed except for the guy was like, you know, you're only 80 miles from San Antonio. When an apocalyptic event happens, people start migrating your way. I don't know how many people live in San Antonio, but it's millions. And they're going to overrun his compound and take his stuff really fast because they're hungry, they're thirsty, they're looking for whatever they can to survive because that's what people will do. Uh, removing all the police. I mean, you could think that people are good and they're not going to do certain things, but uh, as we've seen with the riots, not everybody's good. You know, like there was a lot of people out there protesting, you know, against police brutality, which is great. And for George Floyd, because that murder was ridiculous, but there's people, there's bad people in every crowd. And I think if we got rid of all the cops, that's what would happen. So what's going to happen is people... Are gonna, well, they're going to start banding together. We make militias, you know what I mean? But then those people are in charge, so then you have a police state already. But it's even worse. Like, the people with the most guns, the most power, the create the most fear are going to be in charge. It's just going to be even worse. Uh, as a cop, I was a cop. I have cop friends. Most of them are good, honestly. I, they get, I think they get tainted by the job, dealing with assholes in, day in, day out. They struggle with PTSD, and I was thinking about that, like, as a cop, first responder, I've seen some stuff, but security forces here in Grand Forks, stationed in a few other places, you don't see the same shit that, like, a cop in Baltimore, Chicago, Minneapolis see, so I couldn't even imagine, it'd be like going, some places, like, going into combat almost every day, combat sucks, man, it is, it is, it shocks you, it is scary as fuck. It is the worst thing you can experience. And some cops go and do that every day. And you expect them to get up the next day, go back to work and do it again. You know, I'd like to say people have that have a strong mental fortitude where they can do that. But it's you're going to break eventually. Dealing with assholes all the time. Like they're arresting somebody sometime and they pull a knife out and try to stab you. Then every time you arrest somebody after that, how is that not on your mind? You know, and that doesn't justify beating the crap out of somebody because you're scared they might pull a knife out. But you have to be extra cautious and overanalyze everything. And in, in the midst of that, you might end up using too much force or to, to feel like you're safe. You might have to throw the dude on the ground faster than you normally would, you know, and you, it's just... It's as an outside perspective, people don't understand what they're dealing with. Or you see a video of somebody getting their ass whooped, but you don't know the whole, the whole, all the information. I don't know. I think being a cop is damn near an impossible job, and trying to defund them and take, you know, and take or get rid of the police is just stupid. I think it's just. I don't think we could. We can't live that way, you know. And I think the the biggest fix for this is to hold more cops accountable. There, every, I don't remember her name, but it goes around where the cops went in. They, they raided the wrong house and shot a lady, a black lady sleeping in her bed. You know, those cops didn't, I don't think they got hemmed up for it at all. I don't think there's any consequences there. I don't, I mean, there might have been. I don't know the exact situation, but I know there was the one where a female cop, I believe it was in Minneapolis, went into the wrong apartment and shot the guy and killed him, and she didn't get charged with anything. If I walked into the wrong apartment and shot somebody, what if, what do I stand in front of a judge? What is my what do I say to them? Like, oh, I thought it was mine. So you know, if I'm in my apartment and somebody else is already in there, I have a right to defend my property and my place and my life, so I can shoot them. So I thought I was in my apartment. I know I wasn't, but I thought I was, so I should be let go. Stupid, right? Like if that was me or anybody else, I feel like you'd be in jail for the rest of your life. 
it, it it's crazy the world we're in right now, you know, and I know we've all beat it. I've, I've talked about it here on the podcast and we beat it, you know, beat the dead horse already. And, but it's still happening out there. There's still just so much going on. And these photo ops, let me talk about these photo ops real quick. And Rogan talked about them on his podcast. Uh, he, he, he mentioned something that was really interesting to me. That was that church, the St. John's church that Donald Trump did the photo op in front of. And we can get into how he did that photo op and like tear gassed and kicked a bunch of protesters out with force uh, in order to do that. You know, and to me, that, so let's start with that. If I showed, if you're the president and there's protesters there, why wouldn't you stand with the protesters and take a picture? Doesn't that make you look even better? Like not, you know, and I, I've heard the protesters were asked to leave multiple times and they wouldn't because they're protesting. You know, you don't just, that's what a protest is. It's supposed to be awkward and weird. You get your voice out that way. Wouldn't have been way smarter, right, is to step up and just stand with the protesters and be like, we're protesting here and Donald Trump's standing with them. That would have looked way better than tear gassing them and fucking probably shooting rubber bullets at them. But also, a CNN anchor or a journalist or whatever, someone from CNN was talked about how that St. John's Church was burned down in the protests and the riots. And in order to prove that person wrong, Donald Trump wanted to take a photo in front of it. So... Him just boosting his ego or one of his little fucking bickering fights that he has with some journalist or somebody in the media is what he, you know what I mean? He tear gassed and kicked a bunch of protesters out just to try to prove some CNN reporter wrong. That is just so dumb. And you can support Donald Trump all you want. I don't necessarily hate the guy. I just don't, I don't like that he represents this country on it anymore. The way he acts and the way he talks. And I know at points I was like, I like how he talks. He talks like an American but he doesn't talk for all Americans, you know, and that the way he insults people, uh, it's just he's I don't think he's a nice guy. I think a lot of the stuff he does is is P.O., like just all publicity stunts and stuff. Uh, how he's treated covid, how he's treated this riots and the protesting. I don't I don't really have a say in it, I guess, you know. With the racism in America, I just want to stay in my lane. You know, I'm just a white dude that. Grew up in small town South Dakota. Grew, I was raised by racist people in a way. Not racist, ignorant, uh, prejudiced maybe. I joined the military. I got thrown into diversity really quick and educated really fast. And, and the craziest part about it all was, and I've talked about this on the podcast before, is I've, I've been curious about other cultures so much. you know. So when I have black friends or I have black coworkers, uh, Native American coworkers, Mexican coworkers, anybody, anybody from another country, if I hear an accent, I get curious. I want to ask them where they're from. you know. But some people take that as an offense. They, they, they take it as they get offended by it. you know. And I've had a lot of good friends. My buddy Mark Bush, he uh, took me under his wing. He's a canine guy. Not took me under his wing, but he... We talked all the time about racial stuff, and he was really cool about educating me on things. But then there were other people that would just look at me funny, like thinking I was either stab, you know, stabbing at him, or I don't know. You know, I mean, you run into somebody, I guess it can come across wrong if they have an accent or they're brown, and you're like, where are you from? What do you mean, where am I from? Because I'm brown, I can't be here. You know, I understand it. I've been with my brother when it's happened to him before here in Grand Forks. I've always been really curious, you know, and I appreciate all the people that have educated me and, and told me 
hey, this is what my culture is the way it is. This is why I think America's racist and this and that, you know, and you can talk systemic racism and, and our country was at one time. Are we trying to get out of it? Yeah, I think I think racism is nowhere near as bad as it used to be. I think people are getting uh, called out with, with cell phone cameras, with the Internet. You know, if you get if I get on Facebook right now and start spewing racist crap, people are going to start unfollowing me. People aren't going to be my friend. People aren't going to listen to my podcast if I get on here and talk stupid ignorant shit you know like people will weed themselves out let them do that you know who cares if these you know kkk members have a rally and they're up there speaking about white power white people are the only you know white's the only race that's you know superior it's like dude if you listen to that and it and it, and it makes sense to you then you're just fucking just dumb like the rest of them you know and nobody you're not gonna have that many friends you're just gonna Get into your echo chamber with other fucking white supremacists. And I think they're disappearing really fast. Because a lot of people are calling out people nowadays, especially on the internet. You know, and I, when I see somebody post race baity stuff or something stupid on Facebook, I, I'll comment. I might passively, aggressively, or funny, in a funny way, say something. But a big one was Black Lives Matter. And everybody's just like, Black Lives Matter should care about all the people who were killed in Chicago. Black Lives Matter should kill about all the black abortions that's happening. And I think the biggest misconception with Black Lives Matter is the name. They should have almost named it Blacks Against Brutality or something. Bab. I don't know. You know, Maybe it doesn't sound as good, but they're, Black Lives Matter is an organization that is just, they stand up against police brutality towards minorities or toward black people. You know, there's other organizations against abortion, against gang violence and stuff. And I don't, you know what I mean? Like, we don't ask other organizations to... Oh, you're for protecting the whales? What about the fucking snow owls, man? You don't want to protect those too? It's like, well, of course I want to protect all life. But, you know, I'm the organization I'm putting my effort into is for fucking humpback whales, you know? Get off my back about it. So Black Lives Matter, you know, either they need to let everybody know in a better way that they're, they're just there to stand up against police brutality against black people or start, you know, separate side organizations against gang violence like in places like Chicago and Baltimore or uh abortions you know like it's just that's what i see a lot of a lot of people are like well black lives only matter when a cop kills when a white cop kills a black man well that's what black lives matter is is for you know that's what their organization stands for whether you agree with them or not whether i guess they're owned by george soros or not i've never done any research and looked into it but if you ask i mean you ask me at least they're trying i guess right I know everybody thinks, well, they come out at the wrong time. They only come out to start shit and push a media, push agendas, political agendas, media is pushing shit. And it's just all fucking headache, man. The more I sit here and talk about it and think about it, like I go fucking crazy. Speaking of going crazy, good segue, Dave. Uh, mental health, you guys. Like a lot of people out there might be struggling right now. One with the COVID shutdown. Your business might have went out. You might have went out of business if you own a business. Uh, you might be struggling really hard. You're not getting paychecks anymore. You're stuck at home all day instead of going to work. And it can, that's tough. That's me right now. I am dealing with a lot of pain. I'm fucking bored. I'm addicted to video games. Me and my addictive personality. Uh, I've been grinding really hard on Apex Legends, a first-person shooter battle royale game. Uh, I do squads of three, and the last team alive wins. You know, you hit the ground with nothing. You loot up, grab gear and stuff. And I've been playing with a lot of cool people. Like, I play with this most random people on the internet, and we just 
they make these group posts looking for a player of this rank or whatever, this many kills or whatever, and I'll send them, you know, a message. Like, I'm a, I play Wraith and I'm Platinum 1, and then they'll invite me or not invite me, and, you know, it's fucking video games. I haven't been streaming. The internet really is, is not good enough here to stream that Apex game. Uh, it, it itself uses a lot of bandwidth. Uh, I lag the way it is just without streaming, so... I'd really like to get back into streaming. To me, it is a fun way to... I'm playing the video game anyway, you know, and then I can have people can stop in and say hi to me, see what I'm doing. And, you know, I never, I've never done it to try to make money. It'd be cool to be one of them guys that have thousands of people watch you, but that's, ugh, that sounds kind of scary, right? You got to, like, always kind of be on your game. Uh, you got to always be talkative and keep you know, keep con. It's all about content. Can you produce the content that people want to see? You know, and same with the podcast. I got to put out podcasts that people want to listen to, and it's just me ranting, raving about the shit that's going on. And I got so much to talk about with everything that's going on. But back to mental health, though. So being stuck here all day, like I, I make sure the dishes are done. I do laundry. I, I clean, sweep, and stuff. And we've been fostering dogs, which helps keep me pretty busy. Uh, the last foster we had was Dixon. I talked about him before. He got adopted, which is awesome, uh, to a family, an awesome family in Pemina. He was a handful. He barked a lot. He was just having issues with the house training. I think he might have been an outdoor dog before he got here. Uh, he just, uh, was, he's so hyper and had so much energy and he was a cool dog though. I miss him a little bit. No, I miss him a little bit. We also watched three puppies over the weekend. They were like a border collie mix type puppies and man, they were so cute, but they're like six weeks old. Their mother was hit by a car and we had, they had to be taken in at such a young age that they're not ready to be house trained or anything yet. So you, you know, they pee and shit everywhere. They just kind of squat and piss whenever they feel like they got to piss, you know, and they were fun and cute to have around. They're sharp little puppy teeth, and they were fun. But I don't know. It was like having babies here again. Like it was, you couldn't you couldn't just let them roam around by themselves to chew shit up cords, fucking whatever. Uh, it, I don't know if we're ready to foster another like a litter of puppies. That shit was it was a lot of work. And shout out to Robin. Robin did most of the work, and she stayed on top of it, and she did awesome with them. But we only had them for the weekend. We had them through Friday through Monday, so. It was kind of fun having them here for the weekend. Kids came out and seen them and played with them, and it was fun. Uh, a few of the dogs before that I never really talked about. We had Cashew, I think, who is now Barley. Uh, he's a little, little dog. He was so cool. He was he was a pretty cool dog. Uh, One-Eyed Bronx was cool. We've had some good – we've been really lucky, and then we got Dixon, and it kind of went all fucking to shit. But Dixon's – hopefully he's uh, he's doing good with his new family. I know they're, he's having some barking issues. He just doesn't ever shut the fuck up. And he's a hound dog, and they can fucking bark, you know. And I grew up with that. But we were out in the country, and nobody cared, you know. So living in town with that dog would probably be a pain in the butt. So speaking of mental health, you guys, if you're struggling, if, you know, you just, I'm down all the time and don't know why, I'm having trouble finding motivation to do the things that I like to do, uh, you know, talk to somebody, reach out, you know, go to a group. Uh, if you have addiction issues uh, with drinking, drugs, anything like that, there's tons of groups, AA meetings, which I didn't really care for, but I need to go back. Uh, you guys know my crazy addictive personality. This Right now, it's pretty much caffeine and video games. 
Uh, me and Rob are going to go to a, a vinyasa yoga class tonight. Rachel, instructor, putting it on. She's pretty awesome. Uh, I don't know how I feel about it being in fucking my neck and my arm pain. And then I picked up a bag of dog food at Walmart yesterday and it hurt my lower back. It's better today, though, so it's not bugging me today. Fucking old, you guys. I'm almost 38. And my fucking falling apart. That's not Dave. 38's pretty young, man. Yeah, man. But it's like the miles on the car. The miles on the car. You know, I didn't think about, you know, going through my teens, my 20s, and my early 30s, what, what it, the second half of my life would be like after doing all the fucking shit I did. Jiu-Jitsu fighting, the military, catching dogs in the military. I fucking caught so many dogs, you know. And when I say caught, like put a wrap on and they bite you and they run at you full speed and hit you. Jars the shit out of you sometimes and hit the ground sometimes. It's it was a lot of work. You get fucking bit all the time. Uh, I miss the job though. I miss training dogs. It was a fun job for me. I uh, yeah, mental health, you guys. Just reach out, get some help, talk to somebody. Hit me up if you guys want to talk about it. I struggle with mental health issues. Uh, I've been to treatment for it. I've got some tools in my toolbox. Uh, I feel like if I wasn't in pain all the time and I could actually go get a job or maybe start hitting the gym again or doing more physical things, fishing, anything, you know, I've done a little bit of fishing. Me and my, me and Mike went out the other night and caught some decent cats, caught them on frogs. If anybody's wondering on the red river, uh, they weren't hitting the cut bait at all. They're just hitting on frogs, live frogs. I have nothing to pull my boat with, or I might try to go fishing more often. I just got no truck or no car or trailblazer has a timing chain issue. And I looked into fishing it and fishing it, fixing it and pulling the harmonic balancer off. And you need like special tools and I'm not ready for it. Not ready to take on that a job of that magnitude. You pretty much gotta pull the whole front of the trailblazer off, the bumper, the 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 radiator, the fan, uh, all the supports and stuff in the radiator supports and stuff, and it's just Ugh, sounds like a fuck a lot of work. But I try to get the go-kart running out here. Uh, it's having carburetor issues. Anybody out there with small engine, you know, the carburetor floods itself all the time. It just keeps flooding, and I know the float might be stuck in the carburetor. And da 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 I've tried everything. Honestly, it's a brand new carburetor. It'd be fun to get it running for the kids to ride it around. I uh, wish I would have had a go-kart and stuff like that growing up. We used to ride the mower around for fun, <laughs> you know? So let's talk MMA, you guys. Ladies and gentlemen, it is now time for the moment you have been waiting for. Coming out of the red corner, the number one podcast in Grand Forks, North Dakota, the Davecast MMA Minute. UFC 250 happened this last weekend, and it was headlined by Amanda Nunes which is probably the most dominant female fighter of all time uh, versus Felicia Spencer. Uh, we can start down. Uh, we'll start with Sean O'Malley and uh, Eddie Wineland. Uh, I was, like, excited for this fight. Eddie Wineland's a tough dude. Sean O'Malley's got this hype wave behind him. Uh, came in with fucking cornrows that were all rainbow-colored, and uh, he, uh, he hit... Ed Winland with just a fucking straight right, or a straight left hand, and just out cold or right. I don't remember. <laughs> I'm trying to think of what Sean O'Malley, how Sean O'Malley's stance is. I think it was a straight right, and just lo- locked him up, and he was out cold. So Sean O'Malley is now in the talks of trying to get a Cody Garbrandt fight, which I'll talk about here in a minute because Cody was on the same card as him. Uh, the next fight on there was Neil Magny and uh, 
Tony Martin. Uh, I know people who have trained with Tony Martin. I think he used to train over in Brainerd, I believe. Don't get me uh, – correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, really good fight. It could have went either way. I think, uh, honestly, after when I watched it, I actually was rooting for Tony, and I thought Tony might get it, but Neil Magny pulled it off. Neil Magny is tough. His pace is crazy. He's in really good shape, and he's an all-around really good fighter. So it was a three-round pretty decent fight. And, uh, yeah, Neil Magny won that one, so good on him. And then uh, Aljamain Sterling and Cody Sandahagen. Uh, dude, Aljamain Sterling came out, wrapped him up, and choked him out, like, right away. It was crazy. Uh, I don't know if Aljamain's been known too much for his grappling, but I know he's an all-around really good fighter, and he's now at the top, top of the, the division. Let me look at his record here once. I am not. I've done any research. I'm just scrolling through the internet, looking at Sure Dog right now as I do this, you know. And uh, yeah, he's definitely going to be at the top of the bantamweight division. He's coming off of five wins now, uh, which is and then his his loss, his only loss recently was uh, Marlon Marais and Rafael Asensio. He's lost to some some studs, you know what I mean? And, and obviously he's getting better. So five fight win streak for him, and uh, the, a next big fight for him might even be a title fight. So good on Aljamain Sterling. And then Cody Garbrandt and Rafael Asensio. Uh, both awesome fighters. Cody Garbrandt coming off of three losses. Needs a win so bad. And everybody joked about his chin being gone and that he just he faded off because he was he had some crazy fights with TJ Dillashaw and there was a bunch of shit talk. And and now Cody switched gyms and he's training with Mark Henry. So I don't know, man. It's it's interesting. But Cody comes out, and they had a really good first round, uh, back and forth a little bit. Cody looks so fast and so on point. Uh, Rafael Asensio has a really weird stance, and he's kind of awkward. But a uh, really close first round, I'd probably give it to Cody for landing more shots. And then second round, right at the bell, 4.59 of the second round, uh, they're exchanging on the fence, and Cody's kind of rope-a-doping him a little bit, ducks down, and throws the fucking craziest whooping right hook and just connects with the most powerful right hook I've seen from a smaller guy in a long time and puts Rafael Sensao just out on his feet. And he couldn't sit on the stool. He couldn't stand up. So that was it, man. That was that was the end of the fight. So Cody Garbrandt is back in a way. And uh, him, him against Sean O'Malley would be actually a really cool fight to see. So hopefully they make that work, and I'll definitely be down to watch that. And then the main event, Amanda Nunes. Uh, like I said, one of the fucking best female fighters of all time. She is just amazing striker. Uh, goes up against Felicia Spencer. Felicia Spencer is just tough as nails. And she proved it in this fight. I mean, it sucks that she had to take such an ass whooping. But Amanda Nunes beat her. Beat the shit out of her. And, you know, Felicia Spencer wanted to try to get it to the ground. And she thought that's where she had the best advantage. But Amanda Nunes was hitting some amazing takedowns. I don't know if people were paying attention to that. The commentary didn't really talk about it much, but man, she hit a knee pick. Or like, so Felicia Spencer shot in on her on like a single leg or almost trying to do her own little knee pick. And Nunes hits, gets the underhook and turns her sideways and hits her own knee, knee pick and just takes her down and would get on top and drop vicious elbows and beat her up, uh, let her up a few times. Amanda Nunes just beat the crap out of her. And Felicia showed really good heart that she could take a beating. Uh, she was so beat up by the end of it. And, uh, I mean, good on Felicia for, for taking that, but Jesus, I, don't, I wouldn't want to take a beating like that. 
So that's it for the MMA Minute, you guys. Um, yeah, stay tuned. Fuck, stay tuned. What am I talking about? I'm ridiculous. So that's going to end the podcast. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening. I really do appreciate it. The people that stick with me, the people that write me and say, hey, man, I uh, can't wait for the next podcast to come out. Or, hey, I listen to your podcast. And I get surprised. I'm like, holy shit, you listen to my podcast? Why? <laughs> Uh, it's a weird thing to do. I've had other people hit me up wanting to start a podcast. Uh, my buddy Theo and I think another buddy of his in uh, Minot, he's, he does a lot of fishing, so he started a fishing podcast, the good old Blasting Cast. Uh, go check them out. I listened to their, the last two episodes and did a great job. So huge shout out to Theo and them for starting the podcast. And Theo's got a good personality. He's experienced a lot of the same shit I did. He was canine in the Air Force. Uh, he's, I think he's either a blue belt or even a purple belt in jujitsu by now. He's done, you know, he's done a lot and he's a really cool guy. Uh, don't want to throw race in it, but he's black. So he's got some neat experiences that, you know, he could probably touch on that. I can't even, you know, I'm going to stay in my lane, but thank you guys so much for listening. A huge shout out to progressive martial arts and math fitness. You guys know I'm, I'm always riding those guys. Uh, if you guys want to go try some jujitsu striking or whatever, uh, Megan's gym is looking amazing out at map fitness. Uh, go hit her up. Tell her Dave Cast sent you. Uh, I don't know if you'll get a deal out of it or anything, but she'll laugh just knowing that you heard it on here. So thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, until next time, later. <laughs>